Hello and welcome back to L Divine's Growing Pains. I'm so excited for today's guest. Joining me to dig up all the discomforts of adolescence with me is fellow Geordie Sam Fender. Hey. If you've been living under a rock for the past two years, and I'll just tell you a little bit about Sam. Sam is a singer-songwriter from North Shields and has become somewhat of a living legend in Newcastle <laughs> since releasing his number one debut album, Hypersonic Missiles, and becoming the Brit Critics' Choice Award winner in 2019. So I'm very lucky to have him take the time to come chat with me. Yeah. Thanks so much, Sam. Hello, Welcome. Lucky, you know, I've known you for years. <laughs> Yeah, we'll go way back, me and Sam. Good mate. Um, but yeah, we're actually currently in my house in North Shields right now, which is. And now you've moved, you moved over? I have. You've come and joined the God's Country. <laughs> God's Country. <laughs> I've left Posh Whitley Bay and that. Yeah, you're in God's Country now. <laughs> so let me quickly tell you what this is about, if you didn't know. As you know, I'm a singer songwriter. My main inspiration when it comes to songwriting are my experiences navigating through adolescence. So I decided it would be a cool idea to invite people to the studio and chat about their own coming of age experiences. So, first oh off, to break the ice, I asked guests to bring a photo of them from their teenhood. And you've brought one today, a very good one. Absolute. Um, uh, I'm, this is unreal. I'm going to regret this one. <laughs> yeah, it's going all over the internet. Everyone's <sighs> going to see this photo. <laughs> it's going to be plastered everywhere. It's going more viral. So you've got like, I don't even, how would you describe this haircut? It's like somewhere between busted. And yeah, I was, it's like McFly. I was going to say yeah, McFly was where yeah. I first went. It's like some. <laughs> it was back in, that was 2010. That's a bit late though. That these, I feel these haircuts were like cool in like 2004. Yeah, but she, Shields was like, <laughs> Shields was a bit late. That's you know like I mean? the 2004 picture of some guy. From yeah, man, like, it. it was like, it, I just started, yeah, I had long hair like all the way through school and that was my thing because my, my school was like full of like obviously little raggies and that. So <laughs> I, I think my way of rebelling was having a 2004 bust <laughs> where was where, where were you on this photo and like what were you doing that was prom nice <laughs> I had some like top man jacket on <laughs> and um, it was absolutely class I remember um, we're all like piled in and like everyone was obviously like sneaking drinking and stuff and everyone was just mall really and then like we had like an, there was like an award ceremony thing and I won the comedian award for the comedian. school. Comedian? So oh, so you were the class clown then? Oh, it was bad. Like, it was, it was just like, it was, it was a way of survival. It was like a survival technique because I think yeah. when I first went to that school, it was like quite rough and ready. And like, it was like scraps and fights and that all the time. And I was like, obviously soft as shit. So like, I used to just make people laugh. And I think that was kind of like my way of navigating it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, it was bad. Though. I used to get us in bother. I like used to. I did an impersonation of my maths teacher, this guy called Mister Dickinson, because he didn't turn up and he was like twenty minutes late for the lesson. So I got up and did the lesson as him, and then they filmed it. Like all the kids in the class filmed it and played it back on when he got in. No. And I was like, "This is game over." This like, but yeah, uh, I think because he had to save face, he had to like he couldn't he couldn't be angry about it because everyone was creasing as they were showing him, oh, and he had to like pretend it was a crease. <laughs> And it was Bob on, like he's from Ashton. I'm actually, I've actually sound with him. Like I see him, like he's like a lovely guy, like, he's he great teacher. I say I bump into him every so often. He's lush. Ooh, that's big so shout funny. out, Mister Dickinson. What legend? Fucking hell! I never got. I actually never got told off like that at school. I wish I'd like rebelled a bit more in school. Got but, detentions for not doing homework and that, but I was never like. Did you never? Have I never had any cheek. I was too. I'm soft as shit as well. Like I'm totally like a little like. Yeah, back out of. Uh, yeah, I can't. I wish, and I kind of wish I did. There's definitely some teachers I wish I'd given some lip to now, but. <laughs> I, had, I, I was. I had a few teachers like that. Was that? Did you not have like what sort of uh, punishment things did you have in your school? We just had detentions, but I think at my school we like, had one people... called standby. Did you have that? 
No, but when I, okay, when I was in Saint Thomas More, we had this thing called Padua. Yeah, that's so standby yeah, Padua. Where you go Why is and it I Padua. I know. I always was like, it's like some fucking Star Wars thing. <laughs> and she was like, I got sent to Padua once because some girls in the air above started on me. They like started spitting muffins. At, that's why I moved school in the end. Like this was like, this for six form. No, I was no. This was in like year seven. I only lasted like six months at Thomas More. Jesus um, Christ! But yeah, they were like in no six form. I don't think anyone did that shit. They're all just full of Catholic guilt, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Um, fucking hell, I was. Um, but yeah, they were just there was like spat loads of muffins at us and like fizzed up drinks and like chucked them on us and stuff. And then I got sent to Padre for some reason. And yeah, it was just like these little desks that, and like you were completely isolated and you yeah, just had yeah, to sit yeah. there. And I was like, what's the yeah, point? Yeah, it was like it was like prison where you had it, right? I got sent to standby once for because I went out. We weren't allowed to go out uh, for lunch until year nine. Yeah. And then when we hit year nine, it, they moved it to year 11 because all the kids were stealing from Morrison's. Oh, what? Well, so like people were nicking from good. Morrison's at such a ferocious rate that, <laughs> that, that they had to stop her from leaving the school. So I, I was like, get excited to get out like at year nine go and go for lunch. Nice. Yeah, to go nick some pies <laughs> and that. And, then, um, and I didn't like, so I was, I was good. So I went out anyway and uh, I got sent in there and it was honestly it was like prison man he used to have like it was like the, the notorious Rajis they used to like jump over the top and they'd be like what, what are you in for mate and I'd be like, like as if you were in like prison like actual prison so, oh, yeah, I was just in for going kind of out lunch that's <laughs> like, so funny man yeah it's mad um, so who was the person in this photo if you could describe them like who were you at that time what me uh, I don't know it's just this 16 year old incredibly anxious uh-huh. but quite outgoing I've always been a bit of a Lad. I mean, I won that comedian award, like whatever. So I, I must have been doing. Have something you still got like, that award? No, I haven't. Just, yeah, they give us a sash and like, and then like a book of practical jokes. I was like, I've never ever done a practical joke in my life. Like, no, um, no. I was just, I was. Well, I was just banging to me music, wasn't I? Like, mm-hmm. so are you? Like, I was just always. I was in a band then, and we were playing pub gigs and stuff. And by that point, I was kind of done with school. Yeah. And um, I've just been diagnosed with ADHD the other day, so little did I know that that was also affecting me great, which it mm-hmm. shows, like, like, like ADHD and hyper-focus. So, like, if I'm into something, I'm, like, I solely stick to it. Yeah. But if I'm not into it, and you could see that in my grades. Like, yeah. so English was really good, and music was, I was, like, A's and A stars for them, but then the stuff mm-hmm. that I hated was just, like, complete fails. Yeah. So, so I guess I was just, like, yeah, I was just, I was just crackers and just in. Do you think, was it like, was it like cool to be in music, in the music when you were like... What, in school? Yeah. No. Nah. No. Nah. You're a freak. Yeah. You were a freak if you played guitar <laughs> and jazz. Like, only time it worked for us, right, was once where there was a guitar in the class and like the Rajis were like, yeah, Sam, pick the guitar and play, play Wonderwall. And I was like, so I played Wonderwall and everyone was like, hey, he's working him. <laughs> and then it was like, actually worked out for us a few times. But like, you know, most of the time it was just like, you were a freak, you know yeah. what I mean? Especially when I went to uh, Whitley High. I went to Sixth Form. Yeah, I was going to say, you went because I, I always thought you went Whitley High, but that must be No, nice. I went so to John went Spencer and I went to Whitley Sixth Form. Right. And then in Whitley Sixth Form, like, there was loads of kids there, man. Like, they used to, like, rinse us for that. And that was when we were, like, 17 as well. Like, and they were just like, oh, like... I would like, have thought just, Whitley was like... They were just like, oh, yeah, like with that Whitley Bay accent as well, no offense. I mean, yeah, no, none taken. Yeah. I've got a bit of fucking Jasmine like, in me as well. Like, here, mate. Like, here, mate. Like... <laughs> You're in a band, like you're going to be a failed musician. Like, is that what you're going to do for the rest of your life? And I was just like, yeah, fuck off, man. Like, I hate the Whitley accent. I'm but that's the thing, though. Like, these same kids that used to say, like, oh, you're a failed musician and all this sort of shit, are the kids that are now asking us to fucking play their weddings. No. Yeah, I got, a, ass, yeah. got a message of a kid the other day. He was like asking us to play his wedding. He was like the literal, like, fucking biggest cock, like, in the, in the <laughs> whole of Whitley High the whole time. You were like the proper Spice Boy group. Yeah. 
and they were like dicks to everybody. They used to wear them fucking awful, god awful V-necks mm-hmm. all the time. And uh, I, he asked us to please wedding the other day. I just left it on read. It was so satisfying. Yeah, do you not like, do you just not reply to people like that? Like, I, I just, I, I, I like leave it on read. Or like another one the other day was like a kid who like was a dick that was in school and all. In the first message, it wasn't even like, hi, how are you doing? It was like, hi, Sam, mate, just a couple of things. Can I get a CD just a couple signed? Of I, can, I get a, can I get a CD signed and this and this and this and this and this? And I just left that on read as well. I wanted to be like, nah, fuck off, mate. But I just yeah. thought, nah, I'll leave it on read. It's like even better. Like, yeah. fuck them. Oh, that must be the best feeling, though. If I could, like, have all the people that gave me bother in school, like, come back to me and be like, they're all oh. fucking sycophants, man, a lot of yeah, them. But totally. it, you know what it is? It just it, it goes to show, like, yeah. the depth of that fucking character, though, isn't Definitely. It? I've seen Mean Girls before the film. Mean Aye, Girls. You know, like how they've got all the tables yeah, in yeah. the thing. Which table would you have sat at, do you think? Wasn't there like a loner's table or not? I would have put you at the one that like her mates are at, you know, the one like the art freaks. <laughs> the yeah, artistic. Probably are. I was probably <laughs> or the there artisan. or like or like the proper nerds. The band geeks. The nerds. Like I was like I was a proper dork in school. Really? Not like swatty dork, like I just love to keep video games and shit. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. So like all of my pals were just like they were all like the pure mad now they get crazy fucking get anime freaks and that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, they were all my pals and that. Yeah. I used to that's cool, with. that man. No, I was like, it's, they were like much more interesting than half the other kids. To be honest, towards the end of school, like basically I was completely invisible and then I got a haircut and then a girl fancied us and I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Like I'd literally like been invisible my entire life. Yeah. And then I chopped me like massive locks off because <laughs> I literally had like goldy lock locks and then that freaked us out because... I was always kind of kept my head down. Yeah. What was, it, well, what was that like? Like your first kind insane, of interaction like, with it a, was insane. a girl? It was a girl that I liked as well. So really? like, yeah. And it was just Aww. like, I remember feeling like sick, like yeah. just like utterly sick, like that proper lovesick puppy Aww. feeling. And like <laughs> that whole thing of being like, oh my God, maybe I won't be a virgin for the entirety <laughs> of my life. Like <laughs> it was like winning the fucking lottery. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, well, I'm but happy I was, it worked out. <laughs> I worked out, I like, I'm fine now. But, um, still a virgin. Still a virgin, I. Fucking No, but um, I was so underconfident as a kid as well, like, with romance and stuff like that, like, with girls and stuff. I was like, I had no idea that anybody was, like, into us that way. Mm-hmm. I just assumed otherwise. Yeah. And, like, even that, even though I said that was, like, in year nine when I was, like, what, well, 13? Yeah. But that even bled into college, so like it sticks with you. Totally. I had no idea, like when I was in sixth form, that there was like this last year. I was like, oh, well, I knew, no idea that she was, I knew it, and that. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I just sailed through like being completely ignorant. Yeah, but school's fucking mad, isn't it? I know it is. How did you overcome embarrassing, awkward moments as a teen? I've got a lot. <laughs> well, shoot. Some of them I don't even think I can tell you. I shit myself in the gig once. No. Like actually shit your pants. On stage. On stage. On stage. Oh, I thought you meant like watching a gig. Mid song. What the fuck? How did that happen? Did you need it before you went on? Basically, like I was. Yeah, I'd had like a pot noodle or something. <laughs> I'd had a Bombay Barboy pot noodle it, and it didn't agree with this. No way. And then like, I think I was feeling a bit ill anyway. I had like a bug or something. But I had this Bombay Barboy pot noodle for me too. How long was your set? I had two 45 minute sets and I shit myself at the beginning of the first set. Oh, and no. ironically, I was singing like an old soul song called Hold On I'm Coming. <laughs> <laughs> I shit myself on the high note. <laughs> oh my God, what did you do? Did you change your pants and get back on for the I, second set? I didn't set? know what to do, man. I was like... 
Oh man, it was fucking bad. Like, I just did this gig when I was like a teenager and I used to just go and play in like this uh, restaurant in time of. Yeah, which one? Aura. Aura. You shit yourself an aura. Aura. Hi. Shit myself there. Oh my god, they're gonna put that on the walls I was now. Just you a know, teenager, they hear right? that. Sam Fender's shit. I shit, shit myself there while everyone was eating that tapas. <laughs> I was like sat there playing and I it, just didn't know what to do. Like I had to fuck it, it was horrible because I had to do another forty five minute set. And back then like it paid us hundred and fifty quid. So like It was then, mint money, wasn't it? Yeah, back when then, I, I used like, to do gigs I'd be like, Oh come into school, I just got fucking thirty quid for doing I, like half an hour. I will like, yeah, normally you'd get like thirty quid, forty quid, but hundred and fifty quid, that That's was like amazing, a big fucking yeah. pay back then. Like, I was used to get me hundred and fifty quid and it was like on a Thursday as well. And I used to just go out and just get fucking spend, yeah, mortal after. So I like I went in there and I did that shit myself and then had to like fucking bail on me pants. Like upstairs, <laughs> went to the toilet, like Febrezed myself down and then tried to do the rest of the set. And it was literally like every single song. I was like, I'm going to shit myself again. Oh my God. So that That's was pretty embarrassing. How did I overcome <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I'm still there, mate. <laughs> That's Oh no, that would scar me for life. I don't think I'd go on stage again. I always feel that anyway. I'm like, when if there's like mics in the room, if you mic'd up, I'm like, what if I fart and like everyone in the room fucking hears it or something? I've done so, some, I've, I've done some fucking stupid shit. Like, do you fart on stage? I always wonder. Like, I always want to ask people that because I fart like, all the time on stage. <laughs> what does anyone ever bring it up? Well, no, I can't hear because the band's so loud. I'm just ripping. Yeah, but the smell. Like, hi. <laughs> no, the worst ones like when if you have your tea, like I'm really bad for burping. So if you have your tea like too close to a gig, yeah. I had it once, right, where I was, like, burping, like, proper, they were rank. It was, like, pure, proper pizza puke taste and burp, right? <laughs> It was, like, horrible. And they were, like, I could see that they were, like, permeating the front row. The oh, no. And I could tell that people were, like, going, what the What's fuck's that? Because, like, They'll they were never quite, think it's you, though, they were quite close. Yeah. But, I, no, they, they clocked on, so some kid in the audience clocked on. They were, like, he keeps burping, because I was, I kept, like, going away from the mic and trying... <laughs> Try not about it, but I was just, I was like going like, you know when you do like a sly one, it yeah. just looks like you're breathing, but like you can see you going like. That's so <laughs> so I, clocked it, that's so I, someone clocked it and he was like, Ugh. Oh, that's And he was so like, funny. stop it. I, I bet they love it now, but they're like, I, inhaling it I, and everything. Oh, How was social media for you growing up? Because we've both grown up in like, I guess like the fucking revolution of social media. I, 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 I had like, it all me. Like I went through yeah. everything. Yeah. Like when I first, first turned on, I was like on MSN. Oh, MSN. Back in the good old days. I love that. Thinking like chat, like I chatted up with my first girlfriend on Sent on her MSN. a little nudge if she didn't reply. <laughs> I hammer in the nudge <laughs> like a total freak. <laughs> MSN was like the start. Mm-hmm. And then there was like, you might have just missed the window for Bebo. Yeah, I, I did. I went straight Facebook. Yeah, you had Bieber, and it was like you had your other half. It was yeah. Like my other half. Yeah. It was like fucking some lass. Called what? Alex Lindsay, I think, was Shout my girlfriend for two weeks. <laughs> was it? It was a fleeting romance. That's who all the songs on the album are about. <laughs> yeah, every song. <laughs> Play God. <laughs> no, um, Bieber, and then like obviously Facebook came out. Do you have MySpace? I never had my. I was too young. For I had MySpace. one. I had MySpace, but it was for my like my yeah, band. Yeah, your band. Right. But like, I, literally, no one went on it, and then we're like, MySpace was just sort of died a death yeah. like the moment I joined it. So. How do you think social media impacted both our like coming of age experiences? It rules everybody's life now. Oh, anyway. it's crazy. I think it's the devil now, but like, I'm like. Fucking hell, thank God I'm not like a kid right now. Yeah, it's not like, same. Glued to TikTok. Like. I mean, I'm glued to it just as much as yeah, anybody else. I know, you know what yeah. I mean? And obviously, with your job, with mm. what you've got to do, like, it's part of the job. You've got to fucking be yeah. on it and fucking, you know, telling people how great everything is all yeah, the time. And I, know. I shied away for it for a bit, like, over Christmas and over the lockdown. Mm-hmm. 
mean, I've been back on. I've, I started up a TikTok and that, and it was like fucking. Your TikTok's class. I was wondering. Good, I was like, oh, yeah, I got you... banned. No. Yeah, I've been banned on TikTok. For swearing. I, are you not allowed to swear? You're not allowed to swear. Yeah, you're not allowed. I got, but I did a live stream and I said shit like three times, and they were like, "You will get banned if you." Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. Oh fuck! I didn't realize that. So I had no idea. I thought it was just like Instagram. Like you just push. Yeah, what you yeah. Wanted. It's just like fucking people just like miming. There's no like talent there. Yeah, I found that's like one corner of it, isn't it? The algorithm's mint. Like I actually. Oh, think see, it's I've, so... not, I've not even delved. In. I've not followed anyone. That's oh, why. Well, I like... guess I'm just stuck on like the pop culture side oh, really? of it, and it's just rank. Yeah, like once it finds out what you like, and you've liked a few things, and it's mint, and like I never see anything. But but I went through a spell of like loads of cooking videos. Now all I get is fucking like. I love on Instagram as I'll well. Never I never fucking make any of it. Like food but. pages, like I just live for them. Like. Yeah, class. But then it's also it's near good when you try to lose weight, like because I've fucking I've got the lockdown tits in full effect right now because I've been struggling <laughs> so much, and like I kind of stop myself. And then like, but when you're watching all that stuff, like wicked pad ties and stuff like that, yeah, sends us west. Unreal. Makes us hungry. <laughs> totally. Nah, it's mad. What were we even fucking talking about? Just like what the impact. Like oh, the impact of it. It was. I guess it was class at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like I wasn't aware of the fact that I was going to it for dopamine hit. I realise now that like it's fucking to stupid. Like I look at it. I look at a thing and I'm like, oh god, that only got fucking thirty thousand likes. Yeah. I'm gutted. And I'm like, what the fuck am I even saying? Yeah, I know. Like, I'm not, I don't say that out loud, but it's you in your head it, subconsciously. Yeah, You're like, oh, that one didn't get as many likes. And I'm it's like, horrible, what the fuck? It? Like, I'm seeking validation for fucking likes I, on Instagram. I posted like this picture, like just, I mean, it wasn't even just to see. I was just like, I wasn't getting as many likes. And I was like, right, I need to fucking do something. I literally, and I hate myself for it. Someone even commented being like, this should be a social experiment. And I posted this picture and like my boobs were kind of out. And I said, like, if you love boobs. And it literally was my most ah, like, picture I'm, ever. I seen that. And I was like, <laughs> had millions. It literally was like my most like picture that I'd ever had. And I was like, that's fucking horrible. And at first I was like, oh, get in, it's getting us. And then I was like, wait, I'm fucking make music, and no one gives a shit. Do you get any like? Nobody cares about my fucking. Do you get any keep mad creepy messages like "Hello, yeah. pretty girl"? All the time, yeah, totally. But I bet, I bet you do as well. I do, man. It's mad. <laughs> Off lads and all, like, yeah, like off like like older dudes and that, being like you're definitely gay. <laughs> I'm just like what? I'm, I must give off the vibe. I don't know. That's good. That's a good vibe to give off. Yeah, well, yeah it's class. <laughs> I, I mean, I've so many times wanted to delete it all and wish I could have a break off it, and then it's like, wait, no, that's literally like, and it's literally your job, and then you're kind of like, why is it my job? I don't understand why it matters. But you also yeah, use it like, to fucking stalk people. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, trying to drop us. I stalk people. Right, everybody yeah. does uh, yeah I definitely stalk some yeah you can't you're like you're, you're sitting there and then you're like oh I wonder what they're doing yeah totally yeah I mean you have to it has to be done sometimes I'm you're just, trying to get me I'm safe. just you mate so, I know, Sam's just like for, for context he just had to go on his Facebook to find his picture and he saw who the last person I stalked and he's trying to fucking yeah I'm, I'm, and you mate you're a stalker <laughs> no five different five different stalks going on at once <laughs> Five different sexy ladies. Yeah, I'm, I'm deleting my Facebook right now. <laughs> um, I haven't got it. What would you say was the defining moment of your adolescence? Like turning 18, and I'd like I had a break, a nasty breakup. Really? Yeah, like really nasty. I think they'll definitely. I think breakups define you. Every time you go through a breakup, it fucking changes. But I had a nasty breakup, and then I'd like. Was that like, your first breakup? Wasn't my first breakup, no, like, oh, man, actually, you know this, we want to go to growing pains. I'll give yeah, you a proper growing pain. About my, about one breakup I had, right? So I was broke up with this last, right, when I was like, no, she broke up with me when I was like 15, 16. Mm-hmm. I think I might have just been, might have just turned 16, slept with one of my pals, like, three days later. Oh, and he, and that kid was like, basically, like, the kind of main 
guy in the group mm-hmm. like he was like the sort the of the, the, the alpha oh. and so like I turned up to see me friends we used to all meet up like and just play fucking football or whatever I mean I was shit football but <laughs> I turned up there and like they were like there like arm in arm like together mm-hmm. and I was just like I was fucking distraught like sick distraught I remember being like it was proper like teenage angst like yeah. standing there going like I was like well what I was like am I fucking supposed to just fucking come out and just be sound with this like That's, oh. and then they were like sorry <laughs> Sam I was just like, ugh. And then I, and I turned around and I like basically didn't hang out with them. And like, there was like 15 of them. Yeah. And that was like my main group of mates. And then the whole group of mates sort of like just disbanded. disbanded yeah. And now I see them. I'm actually cracking on with them now. We're like all friends again, which yeah. is nice. Like I play Call of Duty with them. <laughs> and, uh, but it, it, like when you're a kid, like that shit fucking tears you. Oh, off. definitely. That's like two blows as well. That's like your girl and your fucking mate as well. Like, yeah, it was, yeah but it was all my mates. Because yeah, I, I couldn't be, I couldn't hang out with them. Because yeah. basically like he was like the sort of ringleader sort of thing. Yeah, it was mad. I remember I went round to my mate Lloyd's house and they're just absolutely oh, distraught. But I, it was, but hey, it's mad being a kid, don't it? It does, it, make, it makes you, it makes you who you are. What was your first existential crisis? Every time I got baked, <laughs> I had an existential You know, that's crisis. what I say. I say is when I started smoking weed, I literally used to have them every fucking day. I'd be like... I think I had one where I was like, there's a lot of like, masculinity things that yeah. I had grown up like because I was never like a scrap hour or anything like that I wasn't like a fighter mm-hmm. and I remember being like smoking weed once and being like fuck like it's, we don't live in a world now where it's a necessity to be tough but I was like but if we did I'd just be fucking weeded out <laughs> <laughs> I was like I'd just be cold you're a fucking shit caveman cold by all the like cold by all the fucking uh. muckle caveman I just get absolutely torn a bit. I, well, like, I think we live in a world now where fucking hopefully it's much better. I don't know. I feel like it's going back. I know. I know. I feel like we're done. going fucking backwards, man. It's so <laughs> fucked. I don't know if it's because of the whitewashing of everything in the two thousands, right? Where mm-hmm. like kind of like everyone was like multicultural. We're all accepted and all yeah, of that. Like definitely. I think for white people, everyone thought that the world was fixed. Sound, yeah, but it actually wasn't. But it just yeah. wasn't. It was just sort of definitely like it, not. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the fact that we still have to fucking protest for LGBTQ and the fact that we still have to protest for black lives people are literally holding up signs saying my life means something that's fucked it's fucked utterly fucked and I I, I guess I was also grew up in, in the sort of notion that like yeah maybe maybe it's all fixed now and everyone's fine and everyone's equal but they're not yeah I mean even even between men and women you yeah, know what I mean? Oh, and I mean I'm the most fucking I'm in the most privileged category apart from the fact that I was working class and from the north mm-hmm. I was from the most privileged category because I'm white and I'm a dude I think a lot of people don't understand I think there's I was having a conversation about this if you want to go down that rabbit hole yeah go for so I'm having a conversation about this the other day I said something to like a paper right and then they completely fucking twisted me words right the, the headline was Sam Fender says poor northerners uh, don't understand white privilege or don't think white privilege exists which is not what I said mm-hmm. what I was saying was you go out drinking around here and people they don't fucking get why Black Lives Matter is going on mm-hmm. like they don't get it and they're fucking they're all really subconsciously racist and yeah. I think a lot of them don't mean to be yeah. but they are they've just got these under, underlying prejudices yeah. which even even I've had to work out underlying things that I've not you know I've had yeah, to educate definitely. myself on I'm still educating myself on it all but I think this town's 95.1% white Wow. And it's very working class. And yeah. a lot of people don't have much money. So when they hear white privilege, they're going, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I'm not fucking privileged. But that's not the point of it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, 
And I tried to say, explain this to somebody the other day. I was like, for a start, you're never ever going to experience racism in the capacity of that a black person would. Mm-hmm. I was like, m- like my mate who's mixed race, we were having a chat about it the other day because he was like feeling really down because all of the kids were growing up with. He was like, there's so many people that are my friends that I've known that are like going against this. And he was like, I feel like I've, my whole childhood has been a lie. His dad wasn't there when he was a kid and like, so he grew up in an all white family. Mm-hmm. He was a black kid mm-hmm. and it grew up around here and he fucking experienced fuck loads of racism growing yeah. up when we were kids. Yeah, totally. And you'll never ever have to experience that and people cannot fucking, they cannot understand it. Totally. Someone said like this to me, guys, all oh, this stuff they're talking about, he's like, I don't say it. I'm like, of course you don't. Yeah. Of course <laughs> exactly. you fucking don't. It doesn't fucking happen to you. Mark, white 55 <laughs> year old dude from North Shields. It is mad. It's shit as well because I feel like I mean, it's not surprising at all, but it's like, I remember like my sister showing me stuff on Facebook and stuff with people that would know like locally and it's like, and you forget because I'm not, I'd never go on Facebook like, and, and it's kind of like when you're on Instagram and you're seeing everyone who's like like-minded and it's like it's speaking into this echo chamber where people all think the same and then it's like, you see something from around here and you're like, fuck, Mate. we've got a long fucking way to go because like... Totally. Yeah, but it, it it I guess when you're in London or something, you work yeah, in exactly. London or you're working in LA, and they're like that the two most progressive you know, yeah, cities exactly. in the That's Western what I world. Kind of mean, yeah. yeah, but like, and then you come back home, and it's like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, it's 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 it, it's insane that we're like, I mean, even fucking the other day in Newcastle, you had like loads of fucking white blokes protecting. I know what were they protecting? Protecting like, Gray's model. I know, but like, I know it was who, like, he I abolished. Yeah, he was one of the people who abolished slavery. Exactly, it's like fucking hell. Stand there, like, I fucking protect the statue. Like, what are you fucking doing? I know, you man. But like, that just goes to show it's education, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Like, if they were fucking I mean, clever enough to know that that guy was actually exactly. like was actually quite progressive for his yeah. time, then uh, fucking stupid, man. Yeah. I mean, hopefully... I mean, I got an email from my school. My, me and my mate did, like, talks at school, like, a few weeks ago um, through Zoom. And hers was all about, like, Black Lives Matter and stuff and growing up being, like, a black girl in, in, in Newcastle and stuff. And, like, and mine was about LGBT stuff. And, like, in the email back and they're, like, putting, like, all of these things in the curriculum and stuff, which is amazing. That's and, like, class. it's so good. And, the sign- and, like, all of these girls signed this, like, document saying that they wanted it like they wanted all these things in the curriculum and then the school was just like yeah that's incredible that is incredible yeah it's good I mean it just shows like change it's small even even well it's not a small change that's fucking huge actually but like everything makes a fucking difference if you're even just signing something it'll fucking go somewhere definitely yeah I'm trying to put me things out even though I've got a line saying signing online petitions thinking I'm making a difference but it is, it is no it totally is 100% and I know yeah you, like. but it just definitely. I think it, when I, what I meant by that line as well was just like yeah. a lot of them go to parliament and then just get fucking high yeah the totally right. no I know alright it's a fucking shit show like isn't it <laughs> sorry to bring you down mate no it's alright it's fine have you got any like favourite well actually favourite coming of age film and a song when I was 14, my brother gave us Jeff Bugley's Grace album. Yeah. And that was like one of my favourite. Because I was like, at the time, I, I've got quite a high voice for a yeah, six foot one boy. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the comparison there. Is that uh, well, that's the thing. So I've got like a, I've, I've hit quite high notes for it. For, normally the taller you are, apparently the lower your voice is, but fuck knows what happened with me. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I, he gave us this album. It was like the first time I'd heard like, like rock music that, was like tender and yeah. and like really emotive and like and really like 
He was just so like Jeff Buckley's so expressive, and he's and he's and he's so like sometimes he's like he goes from being like fucking fragile and really it's like this really sort of like almost vulnerable sound yeah, to being fucking like an absolute yeah. wailer and going crazy. And the first time I heard that, it was like, oh, it's okay to be like that. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You don't have to be like fucking mm-hmm. macho and like screaming about mm-hmm. fucking bullshit <laughs> okay. yeah. it also gave me validation that it was okay to like be a high singer yeah definitely because that, that's all bleeds into masculinity and how boys are raised that's like, crazy, and, yeah. like as a kid I was told like you know like stupid shit like oh yeah man or your mouse or if you think somebody's gonna hit you hit them first and all this bullshit like all that stuff like tears your fucking self-esteem apart but that that album I remember being like it's okay to be arty yeah <laughs> so I'll, I'll go for Grace, the song Grace, yeah, because that like that's got all the spectrum in it. Like, yeah, maybe that would be my my like coming of age because I got that at fourteen, and then that was like right. This is what I'm going to do. Is there anything that you're nostalgic about from those years? Old video games. <laughs> I'm like really nostalgic about my PlayStation One. I'm, I'm PS2, but like I always think about my PS2 and like I'm all so the Tony nost- Hawk Pro I'm Skater nostalgic games. about my PS2 as well. I just want. I had Tony Hawk's Underground Two. It was like my favorite game. I had ever. every single one, man. American Did I have Waves Underground Two? Underground, yeah. Underground. I had all of them. I the had... soundtrack for Underground Two was like probably the first. Yeah, bit the of soundtracks music I got were into. amazing, weren't they? I got into like loads of like punky stuff. Pro Skater Four was my favorite soundtrack. Sick. So good. Yeah, that I love that. I'm nostalgic about that. I'm nostalgic about. Um, like TV shows and Cartoon Network. Yeah, totally. Did you have Cartoon Network? Yeah, I loved Cartoon Network. I'm trying to think loved what I used to Ed watch. and Eddie. Like Ed, that, Ed and Eddie. Um, that was my favourite. It's fucking weird. When you look back at that, it was a weird show, wasn't it? It really? was like, completely bonkers. <laughs> I think it's probably like responsible. The plank. Like, plank, I kid talking about plank. <laughs> it's probably responsible for like, for, for me head. <laughs> I loved it. What else was on there? The I loved Courage thing. the Cowardly Dog. Yeah. I'm like you, I guess. Like, I do, I kind of look at being a kid more critically now mm-hmm. as I've got older because I think I'm actually trying to I'm trying to enjoy my 20s yeah do you know what I mean like I yeah, want to just yeah, I don't yeah. want to like I don't want to sit and fucking because you'll because you just do this it becomes like a, a, a self-perpetuating problem like mm-hmm. if you're like nostalgic and, and miss being a teenager yeah then you then you've wasted your 20s thinking about it and then totally. you're in your 30s and you'll be doing yeah. thinking that about your 20s and then you'll fucking so on and so forth so, final question is, what would you tell your younger self? If you could go back to the person in that photo and give them a bit of advice, or just, like, say anything. I'd probably say... Be proud of the fact that you're sensitive. Be proud of the fact that you're empathetic and yeah. not... And not a fucking aggressive prick. Yeah. And don't feel ashamed of it, I think. Because... I think that was my main thing like when I, as a kid like I was always just like so angry at myself or not like if like uh, if I got bullied or something in school which I fucking like most people that did got bullied quite a bit mm-hmm. and there was this one kid who used to bully us all the time he used to fucking come up to us every day and like get his hand and like palm me face and like like bust me nose and that mm-hmm. pop me nose and I never ever hit him back and I was terrified you know what I mean I yeah. never and the irony of it was he was like a fucking noodle yeah. like, and I was quite a fucking starty kid I probably could have killed the kid but yeah. like, I just never did because it wasn't it just wasn't really it wasn't in us in yeah. and, um, and I used to get myself really worked up about it I used to get myself really angry about the fact that I was never like that but I think if I could go back now because I'm still trying to fucking sort that out in my head now mm-hmm. as like as a grown man I mean I got told you I got started on the other day and fucking three times outside the fucking pub from, from twat who I just jealous I think and um, but I, I'd go back and say, you know, that's 
one of your fucking best traits. Yeah, definitely. Stop putting yourself down for it. Got a big heart, man. Way plus joys. <laughs> You're lush. You're lush, man. <laughs> oh well, Sam. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been lush. Like on, likewise, man. likewise, it's been lovely to come round. And if you've enjoyed it, make sure you stay tuned for future episodes and check out all the other episodes if you've missed any. See you next time. Bye.